0: Hey, hi, hello, how are we? Sorry, that was probably really fucking loud. I forget that when I record um, with, like, my headphones in that I gotta be a little bit more quiet. Sorry, (laughs) lol. Um, What's up, folks? Um, If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to In Defense of Liberation, the podcast that is working towards and educating about uh, true people's liberation. Uh... We are currently en route to my job. Uh, so for any background noise, I apologize. I am driving. Um, if this is you coming back, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And hopefully I can do a good job to get other people to come back as well. Um, so, yeah. So, I I mean, I don't really have m- anything in particular like uh, a super hard-hitting topic that I plan on talking about. Um, Usually in my episodes where I'm kind of driving, I'm just kind of like, you know, stoned and talking. So, like, it's uh, JK, LOL, police officer, I would... That's a parody, of course. By stoned, what I mean, of course, is uh, this practice where I'm trying to straighten out my spine by putting a big stone on the top of my head while I drive. Obviously. Come on now. So now that we got that covered, um, basically what I'm going to do is probably just rant about some of the stuff that's kind of been on my mind, which might be applicable and might be something you've been thinking about, so don't just jump ship yet. Uh, But if you're looking for a hard-hitting conversation, uh, that's not me this week. Um, You should, however, tune in. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to post it this Sunday, but this upcoming Sunday, uh, Nathan from Mark's Madness, dude, I'm so hyped, so hyped, so excited, uh, is gonna be coming on the show to talk about some stuff, so, like, be on the lookout for that, um, but other than that, you know, this episode is just kinda your boy Josh talking, oh yeah, I'm Josh, by the way, your host, nice to meet you, um, yeah, so, I wrote a blog, uh, kinda about the feelings, that I'm going to also discuss here so if you want to check that out you can check it out on my website that is forliberation no caps or spaces dot Wix site that's w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com forward slash website uh, you can find kind of like the summed up version of what we're going to talk about here there uh, so you can check that out if you'd like but so, kind of what's been on my well, there's a lot that's on my mind always, um, but kind of what the the main focus and kind of the core sentiment that I've I've really been, you know, feeling and, and thinking about lately for probably the past month now is kind of like in America, right? We have this very complicated situation going on, right? If you know the history of America, you know it's just a fuckwad of shittery. Um, And that's kind of the best way to describe it. I mean, not for nothing, you have settler colonialism. You have white folks from Europe who came and massacred and completely tried to terminate an entire, you know, people group, uh, wiped entire nations off the face of the earth, set up colonies, and then started bringing... African slaves in, up to at one point almost four to five million, right before the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, based on some statistics that I've heard. Um, and then you also have in that mix, if you go all the way back to the very beginning, you have this separation between like the William Berkeleys, Nathaniel Bacons, which are, you know, your ruling class, but then also the middle class. Look up Bacon's Rebellion, but look up a Marxist analysis of that, because that's that's important. Um, and then underneath Nathaniel Bacon, right, you have the white folks who had to come over to this country as indentured servants uh, in order to earn their freedom. And upon, you know, being free, we're not granted any land or any job or anything like that. They were just simply able to be free people, right? Because in America, the, 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 there was no aristocracy on land in the same way as there was in Europe, right? If you could figure out some fucking way to buy it and own it, the land was there. We will, you know, our, our forefathers will kill and, and, and uh, relocate and massacre more indigenous people. Don't worry. It's fine. And on top of that, you have even poorer white people who, you know, in some instances, it's a, it's a weird mishmash, right? It's kind of hard. You, you gotta. I don't have the most in-depth understanding of that period of time from the early 1600s to the early 1700s. A good source for that that I found is A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. You can check that out. But basically, even upon arrival, there was a three-layer fuckwad of shittery, which is a term that I am now, you know, uh, going to coin. Um, Probably the title of this episode, actually. I just thought about that. But um, so upon arrival of the colonists, you already had, I guess, even four layers. Um, You had the ruling class... The William Barclays, you had the Nathaniel Bacons, you had the poor white indentured servants and others, and then you had, um, before the slaves, you had uh, Native Americans, indigenous folks, who were the subclass, the very, very lowest. And in a lot of ca- that's actually, I'm not even going to get into that because that's another complicated thing because I guess you wouldn't even consider them a class because in some cases, most, well, in some cases, in most cases, Indigenous peoples didn't fuck around with white folks. Like, there were very few that were ever enslaved. There were very few that participated with the, the colonists. Most of them were just constantly warring. So even though they would be considered the, the lowest class, they weren't a part of our society, right? Until we forced them to be. Uh, but yeah, so then you have that whole situation that's complicated and then you have, on top of that, as we've already discussed and as we all know, uh, white folks started uh, importing slaves. Um, and that that's another whole thing where, you know, super excited that, again, Nathan's coming on the show because Mark's Madness, I'm listening to their series on Black Reconstruction in America by W.E.B. Du Bois right now. Du Bois, sorry. And um, it just, you know, it really suits the conversation. Because you can see that even among the idea of slavery, there is no homogenous picture in the eyes of, especially people nowadays, of what that even means, right? So like America, as the awful thing that it is, is an extremely fucking complicated, hard to understand, and definitely hard to fix problem. So that's the first thing that's been on my mind. That's kind of like the foundation to what we're going to talk about. The second thing that's been on my mind is the fact that as it stands today, most people deny that Um, or at least choose not to pay attention to it, uh, talk about it, educate about it, agitate about it, whatever, because it's uncomfortable Because you get, you know, whatever Shunned in your interactions You have to deal with uncomfortable situations Like Not for nothing, folks But, like There were people who were actual slaves And if you're worried about having a conversation And it makes you uncomfortable Because you're talking about that There's, like, a worse reality That's evident there, right? But you know, if you read my blog that I posted, something that I, I clearly recognize and we should all recognize is the fact that even though the complicated fuckwad of shittery that is the American settler colonial project of North America, um, it all blends into the very easy to understand notion that the majority of us, right, are completely dominated and ruled by a few ultra-rich, ultra-powerful elites. Now, that ruling class, um, because of the way that society has progressed, capitalism has developed and the ways in which, you know, that that has reflected and mirrored into the world, that ruling class, just like a lot of other things, is not one homogenous ruling class. That is, the ruling class elites in Washington. That is, the lobbyists who are sitting right next to them, who outnumber the senators and congresspeople. That is, the people who are paying those lobbyists. That is... The banking firms and corporations that pay and and subsidize those corporations. It is the uh, international firms that uphold the IMF and the World Bank and allow them to continue imperialism and colonialism through the use of economics and through the use of social and political domination through the economy. That is our ruling class. Our working class, if we want to call it that, or I guess the ruled over class, is everyone else. As we know, and I'm sure a lot of people will have to comment, uh, that's not a really uh, concrete way of summarizing the problems facing the world today. Because that really tosses aside almost everything, okay? But this is a foundation. This is an origin of understanding. This is the basis of our our theory, of our, our ideas about the world and why the world is in this place. Uh, and so because of that, we have to recognize that although when we hear conversations like this, they might often ring of class reductionism, quite possibly, we need to understand the context in which these conversations are being had. Because as it stands, if someone tuned in at minute nine of this recording, they might think I'm just another white asshole who's saying, yeah, I know racism, sexism, and all those things are really bad, but like, guys, it's really about the fact that there's the working class and the ruling class. That's obviously not what I'm saying, but if you don't understand the context in which I'm speaking, you don't hear that, nor do you care to hear it when I start defending myself. So then, my summation here, of course, is not okay. Everyone just recognize that the only problem facing us is class. That's it. My summation here is to humanize the situations that we are suffering, to take them out of the abstract and recognize that as human beings, we are all born into this world. We all have to suffer and struggle as you know, we each individually do, not because of anything that we personally have done, not because of any decision-making that we have had, But because there is a world that exists, there is a reality that exists, and we are born into it. And from there, depending on our circumstances, we have to suffer a certain way, struggle a certain way, and that's that. You know, there's very little that we as, say, a poor person just being born into poverty... uh, can do to get out of that poverty without, you know, I guess outside help might be the word, but I am not saying in this case that impoverished folks are powerless. But what I am saying is a lot of times the solution to poverty is having money. It's kind of hard to have money in order to not be impoverished if you are born into impoverishment and live in a society such as ours, right? That's just, that's plainly the world we live in. Um, And unfortunately, this world to some is uh, decidedly natural, apparently. Um, And is, uh, you know, there's nothing to be done about it. There's always been poor. There's always been people who starve. There's always been houseless people. There's always been uh, uneducated people. Why, Why the fuck do we care? Well, I mean, the fact that anyone can say something like that, or feel that way, maybe not say it in such few words, but feel that way, uh, is fucking disgusting, first of all. And second of all, it proves that, I mean, not for nothing, like, we're just choosing to not do anything. Like, the whole notion of, like, there's always been or impoverishment, okay, Why? Oh, because one group of people has always been in control of the wealth and privilege of a society while the rest just suffered and hoped for the best? Oh, well maybe if we don't do that, that won't happen. You know, just crazy ideas over here at In Defense of Liberation. Um, But I mean, not for nothing, it you know, the summation of things into there is a group of people who has power and there is a group of people who is made powerless, as class reductionist as it might seem, it's also unifying in a way that we need, because as it stands right now, if you're privy to any left culture, you know that division is the middle name, right? And that's ridiculous. For a group of people whose entire ideology is based off of the unity and socialization of the means of production, okay? So a group of people who can't even participate in conversations online, who can't even disagree with one another in online spheres and take it out in any kind of reasonable and adult-like manner... uh, probably should not be the leading people that you listen to about the ideologies that we're kind of espousing here, right? But even more true and even more terrifying is that those are the people who are supposedly leading the charge. And yet in a lot of cases, especially in America, because of the chauvinism, opportunism, and uh, really, you know, Selfishness and individuality that is bred into us since the day we are born, we are more prone to take up these uh, mantles of being fucking dipshits. Um, And because of that, we continuously see groups who are trying to help, folks who are trying to organize, people who are trying to go out and educate have to face. Groups of people who they should be calling comrades, groups of people who should be standing alongside of them rather than standing in front of them, and they have to spend more energy arguing with people online than they can trying to help people. I personally am in a situation where I have not yet to this point been able to go out onto the streets and fucking help people. But that is not for nothing what all of us should be wanting to do. Because guess what? The only way things get better is if we start doing that. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but our government and our corporations and everyone in charge of the money in the world that we live in uh, isn't really keen on you know helping out and uh, being a, a comrade. Uh, believe it or not, a system built off of the private monopoly of property and wealth, um, doesn't really breed a whole lot of like helpfulness and uh, community, believe it or not. And so because of that, uh, those of us who have it within our hearts and minds that that's what we need to do. Uh, we got to get out there and fucking do it because nobody else is going to, um, and kind of the last thing, because I'm, you know, moderately near my work and I want to sum up in, in a good way that doesn't just uh, go, okay, bye. Um, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, I probably go into far too much conversation and, and I probably spend too much time worrying about what's happening online. But for the majority of us on the left, that's our home. Um because leftism, because communism, socialism, anarchism have been bled out of society, especially in America, as often and as, you know, uh severely as possible. These are our very few avenues available to us until we start building other ones. And so because of, you know, so much Uh, conversation, organizing, discussion, whatever, happening in these spheres, it really sucks. I mean, genuinely, really sucks that like so many people who probably otherwise would want to get down with us see that shit and go, ah, I'm not about that. Even worse than that are people who are privy to these communities, privy to these spheres, who feed into that. Who, who fan that flame, who love to do this infighting bullshit. And even worse than that are the people who are there trying to meet people to organize, trying to converse and discuss with folks in order to breed better understandings, in order to educate ourselves and others who have to deal with that bullshit instead of an opportunity, a, a platform... That can push us towards actually helping people. Because guess what? As it stands with, you know technology, we could be having like genuine organization, genuine help being done because of the technology and connection that this gives us. But instead, as we see more often than not, social media, uh, these online spheres become new, you know, battlegrounds for us to sit there and argue theory and history like it fucking matters. Like, hey, guess what? If you think Stalin was bad, you're not reading history. Uh, He did some pretty fucked up shit. So did the USSR. Guess what? So does the United States and every single president that has been in power, every single congressperson, every single House of Representatives member. It's the pot calling the kettle black. Let's try not to be a historical and let's put some things in context before we create entire personality traits built off of hating the USSR, hating China, hating Fidel Castro, hating whoever. This is just another version of the personal or the cult of personality, except it's on its head. Instead of praising people like gods, we demonize them like Satan, oftentimes based off of a lack of historical and contextual knowledge. Okay? Second of all, let's stop spending all the time doing that when we could instead be building relationships with folks who are obviously of the mind that we need to figure out how to help people. My last thing that I I really want to say before I go is that Ultimately, as I said, if we are not the ones who are doing anything, if we're not building the avenues for change, if we're not feeding people, if we're not giving money to houseless folks, if we're not providing jobs for the jobless, there is nothing that is going to change. Because as it stands, and I don't know why I always use that phrase, but whatever, um, the world as a whole is dominated by an economic system that has, in many cases, allowed hundreds of thousands of people to die in the middle of a global pandemic, simply in a lot of cases, for the sake of, one, not having health insurance, two, not being able to survive without employment and therefore living in awful circumstances where if I have COVID, I might not go to the doctor because then I don't get paid. Um, This is the world we live in, right? And so because of that, it's very difficult to me to really understand why it is that we as leftists aren't doing anything about that. And I know there's a lot of people who are, but I also know that there are far more people I interact with who would rather sit there and argue on Facebook. Then go out into their community and bake a fucking meal for someone or rake a a yard for the old couple down the street. Or, you know, maybe you know someone in the community who has, uh, uh, you know, whatever the problem is. It's not even necessary that I come up with specific things to do. There are people who have needs. Our family members have needs. Our friends have needs. Be their help. That's all we can do. We don't have the government and power structures uh, in our grasp to create worldwide change in the snap snap of a finger. We do not have the control, social and political education in the world to vote into power someone who's going to enact these kinds of changes. So we gotta start where we're at, which is help people. And that doesn't have to look like anything in particular, but it always has to be the idea that we are not helping people so that we can say, I'm a good person. We are not helping people so we can say, see, anarchists are better than communists. We are not helping people so that we can write a blog or record a podcast or post on social media about it. We are helping people because people need help and because we can help them. And that is it. ultimately. That is the very foundation of the ideology that we are all espousing to have. And yet there are those of us who are doing something about it and those of us who are not. Those are our two options. We can act against the things and inequality that we see in the world or we can do fucking nothing. I, at this point, would like to try to figure out how it is that I can start acting. I would advise That other people who are saying the same things that I'm saying and saying that they support the same things that I support, like me, start self-critiquing and say, hey, asshole, you're not doing anything. You're just running your mouth and start getting involved. That's all I can say. Okay. Um, I didn't mean to get so worked up, but hey, you know, that's what it does. Uh, If you're still listening to this, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Love you solidarity to you, and hopefully you are staying sane and healthy uh, and safe during these times. Um, I hope that this you know episode was worthwhile for your listen, and I hope that you'll come back again. Uh, like I said in the top of the show, if you want to check this out, but in written form, you can find me at for Liberation. that's no caps, no spaces, dot w Wix, i x W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash website. You can also find me on social media on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Indefensive Liberation. If you want to reach out to me for any reason whatsoever, go ahead and email me at liberation at gmail.com or DM me on any one of my socials. I try to be as responsive as I can. Um, if anyone wants to come on the show, hit me up. If anyone wants to co-write with me on the blog hit me up Um, and if anyone wants to get involved in some organizing um, reach out to your local IWW reach out to your local DSA PSL SRA I know that a lot of these organizations aren't the best and aren't what we might want to join but the only thing that we can do is join them see what they are and try to develop them into what we want them to be Uh, that doesn't mean that your job is to go into the local DSA full of white folks and turn it into a revolutionary organization. But if you go into your local DSA and there's some white folks in there who are truly revolutionary, well, you work with them and you see what you can do about changing that that whiteness into something else and also seeing what those revolutionary white folks want to do, you know. Um, I'm a revolutionary white guy. Uh, I don't know what my whiteness is in comparison to my revolutionary nature. But be that as it may, uh, I'm ready to act. So that's all that we can do is go out and act as best as we can. Um, We got to help people, folks, because otherwise uh, people are helpless. So, yeah, Uh, thanks for listening. Love you all. And uh, we'll see you next time.